the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast and it starts now. Like I said, I mean, my main focus is on my B-zone part of the game, but I obviously like to contribute uh, offensively as, I, as much as I can. And uh, it's just plain simple in the offensive zone, getting pucks to the net or, or like getting, getting pucks to other guys, just simple plays like I did to Walker there, and he made a good play to throw it to the net and Torchenko put it in, so it was good. Biggest thing is just being more aware out there. Uh, just keep my head on a swivel without the puck and just knowing what's going on so that I know what to do. Uh, by the time I get the puck, I think that's the biggest thing, just to have a play ready. Well, that was Matt Kessel. The St. Louis Blues last night fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 4-1. to one. They would go 2-1 and one on the three-game Canadian road trip following the All-Star break, and they come home now for a big four-game homestand as the Edmonton Oilers come to town on Thursday night. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next-day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues fell to the Maple Leafs by a score of 4-1 to last night, a game where they really didn't have much going for them all game long. They would drop to just six games over 500 at 28-22-2, and it is a tight, tight race for a final playoff spot in the Western Conference. The St. Louis Blues still hold one of the wild card spots as they head home for a Thursday night game against the Edmonton Oilers. The loss last night to the Toronto Maple Leafs was just the third time since the 1997-98 season that the Blues have lost in regulation in Toronto. As a matter of fact, over the last 26 seasons now, just three regulation losses in their last 21 games in Toronto, the Blues are 16-3-2. It's been quite a dominating run for the Blues when they have traveled up to Toronto. But the Toronto Maple Leafs were missing some players. They had Riley Morgan out with a National Hockey League suspension. Just prior to the game, they would find out that Mitch Marner and John Tavares were unable to go because of illness. One of the players entering the lineup as a result would be Bobby McCann, and he would have a big day as he would get the hat trick, including an empty net goal, and the Maple Leafs beat the Blues by a score of 4-1. to Let's get you to last night's highlights. Now Shen over to the corner on the Leafs as they tried to walk it in front. Shoot it on and score! Driving the goal is Bobby McCann. His third goal of the season. And the Leafs have taken a 1-0 lead. 5.33 into the first period. Kessel unable to clear it ahead. Bertuzzi's going to get it back. Move in on a breakaway. Shoots it on. And Bennington denies the goal to the Toronto forward. He landers into the middle. Matthews going to the goal. Nice as well in the puck. Played over to Matthews coming out of the corner to the near wing. Brody was there. Getting knocked down was Cairo. Couldn't clear it. Deflected. Puck and it goes in. It was an attempt to pass to the middle that hits off the stick of Kessel and gets in past Bennington who was sliding to play the pass. 3.35 to go. 2-0 Toronto. Leafs get it back. They bring it in. Gregor shorthanded and a Save made by Bennington. Yeah, two big breakaway saves already for Bennington. And they went over the line, Blay. Takes a shot that deflects off the end boards. Walker recovers behind the net. Over to the far side to Kessel. Back to Walker, shoots, they score! Torapchenko deflects the puck on a shot from Walker. 
And he's got the Blues in the game. 14-24 to go in the second period. It's 2-1. to one. Kessel in front, loose. And Domi robbed by Bennington. The puck is there. And coming in is going to be McKay poking after it. What a save this is right here. I mean, this is a save you got to keep an eye on as this game continues down the stretch. Down the left wing it goes into the corner, out of the circle, and shots by McCann wide. Over to the far point, kept in again. Brody with a long shot. Doesn't get on, no goal. They shoot and score, and they get the second one from McCann. Bobby McCann finds it on a broken play and roots it. The Leafs have regained the lead. The two-goal lead, it's 3-1, 11.58 to go in the third. It's coming back to the near side now. Tyler Bertuzzi got behind Kessel. They move it in, and what a save! Huge save by Jordan Bennington. Giving his team a chance as he absolutely robs Nicholas Robertson. Over to the corner, Brody. Knocked it loose for the Leafs. They released to the middle of the ice, and the team worked it out. Tory Brutes flying to the net, tries to keep it out, and he couldn't get there. It goes down the ice, off McCann, and a guy who was not supposed to play tonight enters the game as a late entry and gets a hat trick, an empty net goal for McCann, and a 4-1 Toronto lead. Let's hear from the captain of the St. Louis Blues, Braden Shen. Just weren't skating enough and, and supporting each other enough and um, winning battles and committed to the four check and um, you know, we know we have to be a whole lot better than we were tonight. You know, we had some chances off the rush, but I mean, we had 15 shots generated. Obviously, uh, we just, um, like I said, we just uh, we know we have to be better. Um, you know, relied on our goalie to, to make saves, and he kept us in the game. And at the end of the day, we just uh, didn't have enough guys. Pretty much everyone, I should say, that uh, you know, we're willing to play the right way tonight, and play hard. You know, for whatever reason, I think we had. Uh, a couple games coming out of the break there that uh, you know maybe the uh, you know intensity level isn't as uh, as high as some other games and um, you know, I don't know if it was obviously they have some big dogs out of the lineup tonight and uh, maybe thought we'd be a little bit easier than it was and um, I just think we uh, we we know in, in this room that uh, we can't play like that and uh, we, we'll regroup and and um, get ready for three big games here coming up at home. Following the loss, we got the reaction. From your head coach, Drew Bannister. We couldn't find a lot of energy in our game. We weren't moving our feet, you know, and with that, we were just, you know, we weren't able to recover any pucks. We lost it. We raced to, raced to pucks, which forced us to defend more, and we couldn't get on the offense. We weren't, you know, we weren't able to get pucks underneath to get get to a forecheck. Again, you know, we, we ended up defending too much, so when we did try to get pucks underneath, we didn't have guys. We weren't connected. Um, but we just, we just seemed like a team that didn't have any energy here tonight. I thought, you know, Yesterday, this morning, you know, looking at the guys, they, they looked like they had a lot of energy. We had energy in practice when we skated yesterday. Um, you know, we've been off for, you know, over 24 hours. So, um, you know, why we didn't have any energy, I can't can't explain that to you. But we, we certainly didn't have a lot of energy or jump. Well, it was just all over. Like, be, you know, we were, we were forced to defend more. So when we did get the puck back, we're looking to change and get fresh guys out. And then, you know, it's hard to get a forecheck going when you're not connected in that, that sense. And, you know, like I said, like we we lost a lot of races to pucks, which which forced that you know forced us to defend more. Um, we just weren't playing on our toes at all. 
there's no easy games in this league and it doesn't matter who who our opponent is we have to be ready to play regardless who's in the lineup or not you know the important the, the points are too important right now and, and to think that any game's going to be easy regardless who's in the lineup is you know that that should, we, we can't be thinking that we can't have that mindset at any time that's blues head coach drew banister well let's get the breakdown from our broadcast partner joe vitale as the blues all in all put together a pretty good road trip yeah you're in a good spot i mean this was a good road trip I think Drew Bannister and company, certainly you're disappointed in the effort here tonight. You would have loved to make it a great road trip. Unfortunately, it doesn't manifest itself like that. I thought Toronto was a team that was desperate, that had urgency. We knew it coming in. We knew the storyline of their last game versus the Ottawa Senators a couple nights ago, the emotions of their assistant captain getting a suspension. You've seen plays like that where it really has sparked a team in a better direction. You have call-up players for Toronto, a lot of guys unknown, no Tavares, no Mitch Marner because of illnesses. And it was just a team that I don't know if the Blues really knew what to expect. And I think that Toronto Maple Leafs came out and they really just inserted themselves right off the hop. I thought the Max Domi line was absolutely terrific. Of course, they're with Bertuzzi and Robertson. Uh, It's funny that Nylander and Austin Matthews really didn't stand off, jump off the page. Aside from the Nylander deflection goal, I didn't really notice him much either. It was the secondary and third and fourth lines of the Toronto Maple Leafs that really stood out. And, of course, Jordan Bennington stood on his head there for a large stretch of this game, kept it a one-goal game when it probably shouldn't have been. But eventually, McCann on his second there in the third period makes it a two-goal game and just eventually gets out of reach for St. Louis. On a positive side for the St. Louis Blues, this this is a good game for Alexei Toropchenko again. He did have a goal in the game. He put together three good games on this road trip. This was a, a very consistently great road trip for the entire fourth line. I mean, Nathan Walker chipped in, got a goal there in Montreal. I think Sunquist is always bringing what he brings with his face-offs and forecheck and drawing penalties and playing with urgency and defending hard. But Torpchenko opens the scoring up a couple afternoons ago there in Montreal. Of course, he opens the scoring here for St. Louis tonight as he gets the score to 2-1, to one, gets the Blues halfway there. You know, he, he was leading the Blues and hits throughout stretches of the game. The goal, uh, attempts, shots, he was all over the place. I think that when you're playing like the fourth line, it's it's a very simple approach to the game, but I think it's Drew Banish's approach, and it's a pretty quick and easy formula. You play fast, you go north, you chip it in, you play with urgency, you get on the forecheck, and you convert to chances, and that's just something this fourth line has been doing very well as of late, so it's good your fourth line is going, but on games like tonight, you certainly need a little bit more than your fourth line to get going. I thought you had the goaltending. I just think the top three lines just didn't have enough there to match the effort of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and, and when you do consider the fact that the power play has been a really good, it did go 0 for 2 tonight. Didn't really have a whole lot of opportunity on it. As a matter of fact, just the one shot on goal on the power play, and it has been a difference maker tonight. It was not. No, it wasn't. And you know what? I think that Drew Bannister tried to move things around. you got to give him a lot of credit as a coach. He tried starting the second unit, uh, needed more directness. Everything that made him so successful on this road trip, everything that's really made him successful over the last month or so, has been the directness and the shooting from the point. Simple shots from the blue line, whether it be Krug or, or Robert Thomas. Uh, Jake Neighbors has been on the doorstep chipping in goals. We've had Buchnevich with tipping goals. Jordan Cairo was on the back door a couple days ago in Montreal. Uh, a lot of broken plays, but there's the directness that when you throw pucks there, you're going to eventually get bounces here and there. And I think St. Louis just had the mindset tonight, Curbs, that they just wanted to be a little bit too cute with it. They looked for those seam plays that just were not there and a couple errant passes, and all of a sudden you're out of your zone, and 
And sometimes it takes 45, 50 seconds before you recover, get back into the zone and get it set up again. And, and for the two opportunities here tonight, certainly lost opportunities where you were getting goals over the last few weeks and you didn't get them here tonight. Only two Blues players. Three shots on goal for Torepchenko and two shots on goal for Brandon Sod. Only three players, or those are the only two Blues players that had more than one shot on goal in the game here tonight. Here's some you don't see, and although I think they might have charted actually the way a hit should be charted. 82 combined hits in this hockey game. Well, you know, they, they switched that at the All-Star break. I don't know if you got the note on that. They actually went back to every single game, and they recharted the hits. Like, I think Sammy Blay got, if you go back to his season stats now, he's actually, I think they added like 18 hits to his game before the All-Star really? break. I'll send you a note on it, but the league actually went back. And I think the league is going to be a little bit more lenient about what a hit is. For a while there, it was really tough to actually get a hit. I'll send you yeah. the email on it. But now I think they're starting to open it up a little bit, and they want the hits to kind of mount up a little bit. Uh, before, it was really hard to get a hit, but now I think they're starting to see that uh, more physical contact that hits are being given out. And I say, yeah. why not? I mean, it doesn't hurt anything. It's pretty obvious when you hit a guy. You, you get a bump. If it has an effect on the play, whether you separate the man from the puck or not, to me, that's not a hit. Sometimes if, it, if a defenseman were to move the puck and you finished that extra stride to make a hit, to me that's a hit. It's a physical contact. I know by definition you're not separating him from the puck. The puck's gone, but I like to see those plays continue to be counted as hits, and looks like they're yep. starting to do that in the right direction. Seven hits in the game for Alexi Torepchenko. All right, last thing before the three stars, Joe. Huge homestand coming up and some tough Important competition, starting with the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I was the first two games in itself are going to be uh, big boy hockey. We're going to find out what this team is made of, especially coming off a tough loss here tonight. But the Edmonton Oilers are up 2-0 right now against the Detroit Red Wings. They won on that historic run there a little bit earlier before they eventually lost that, that game to break the streak. But this is one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League. You welcome them to St. Louis on Thursday. And then the Nashville Predators, who are up in their game as well. They're neck and neck with St. Louis. Uh, welcome back again, Ryan O'Reilly. And uh, the Nashville Predators put a bit of a beat down on St. Louis earlier this year in St. Louis. So the Blues certainly owe them uh, before next week we see this Toronto Maple Leafs team once again. I would expect to see Tavares and Marner back in there, but we will still see no Morgan Riley. So we'll see if the Blues can keep this in their short-term memory bank and and have a response there for the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? Nylander at number three here tonight. Torpchenko for the Blues at number two. And you got to go with McCann with the hat trick at number one. I'm going to go work boots with Matthew Kessel. His first NHL point, I called it, Curves. I told you at the beginning yeah. of the game. I felt it, sensed it. He did get that secondary assist on the one and only goal for St. Louis here in that second period off the Torpchenko check, or excuse me, tip. So it was great to see Matthew Kessel. He's had a great start. Uh, to the season. Uh, got a couple games last year, came right up, hadn't missed a beat. He has certainly inserted himself as a regular in the NHL. I don't think there will be any more AHL, NHL stuff for him for a very long time. Uh, he's doing a heck of a job, and it's great to see him get that monkey off his back and get his first NHL point. Yeah, you look at it, barring something crazy, the only way you probably see him back in the AHL is if the Blues were to miss the playoffs and he wanted to go down yeah. and play in the playoffs there. That's it. At that point, who knows if they'd even put him on the clear day roster. Well, that's, that's so the we'll truth. So we'll have to wait and see, but that doesn't yeah. happen until the March 8th trade deadline. No, he has definitely changed up what Mike Weber has on the back end with Bannister. I mean, he is a regular top four guy, eating up a ton of minutes. He played a terrific again here tonight, so hopefully that goal will continue to give him some offensive confidence. Thank you, Joe. Time to check in with Tim Woodburn, veteran broadcaster of 12 seasons of hockey play-by-play. -play. He's covered major and minor league sports for over 30 years. He weighs in on the loss in Toronto. Well, Chris, this was a tough game to watch. It's hard to say that when you lose 4-1 with an empty netter that your goalie was the best player on the ice. 
But Bennington was. He stopped breakaways. He stopped a lot of high-quality chances, and the Blues just didn't have any. I mean, the Blues' first power play of the night, five times Toronto cleared the zone in those two minutes. That's not going to get it done. And Toronto's the best team at home in the National Hockey League, and tonight they showed out why. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Bushnevich, Shen, Neighbors, all basically invisible. It's a shame. Uh, they got two out of three wins on this road trip, but you would have liked to come back with at least a little something on this game. But uh, it humbles you when you play a game like that. And maybe that'll wake these guys up because they were humble tonight. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. Well, that's Tim Woodburn. Time now for my takeaway from last night's game. And you know what? We're going a little big picture on this. Last night was game number 52 for the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are now 28-22 and 2 on the season. They've got 58 points. They're in a tie for one of the wild card playoff spots in the Western Conference with that huge homestand coming up. And this is going to be a tough homestand. The Edmonton Oilers on Thursday. On Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, the Nashville Predators. These Toronto Maple Leafs that they just lost to last night are coming into town to play the Blues at noon on Monday. And then you finish with the New York Islanders, who of course have a new head coach in Patrick Waugh. There are 11 games to go before the trade deadline on Friday, March 8th. The Blues have 30 games to go in the regular season. You have to expect some moves from Blues general manager Doug Armstrong. Either way, just considering what he has said and how he has looked as this season as continuing to be a retool. Will there be a defenseman or two moved out? Will some unrestricted free agents that are potentially UFAs be moved around? Will anybody be brought in? All those things are question marks that come out over the next 11 games. And one of the things that's really going to dictate even more of how that goes could be this four-game homestand. A very successful four-game homestand, especially a win over Nashville, could help you secure a better lock on a playoff spot. A mediocre homestand could just keep it a tight race, and a bad homestand can put you behind the eight ball chasing once again and taking back some of the equity that you built. So a huge homestand coming up for the Blues. The playoff chase is on. The Blues have 30 games to go in the regular season. They're in a playoff spot. It's a tenuous one, and they're going to need to play some great hockey to be able to hold on to it. So a big homestand coming your way starting Thursday night against the Edmonton Oilers. That does it for this edition of Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Have a terrific Wednesday and Thursday. And on Thursday night against the Edmonton Oilers, we will see you at the rink.